Hey everyone, it's Father Pat, here today to offer you my reflections on the scripture readings for today. Our readings for today are from the Solemnity of Saints Peter and Paul, a reading from the Acts of the Apostles. In those days, King Herod laid hands upon some members of the church to harm them. He had James, the brother of John, killed by the sword. And when he saw that this was pleasing to the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter also. It was the Feast of the Unleavened Bread. He had him taken into custody and put into prison under the guard of four squads of four soldiers each. He intended to bring him before the people after Passover. Peter thus was being kept in prison, but prayer by the church was fervently being made to God on his behalf. On the very night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter, secured by double chains, was sleeping between two soldiers. While outside the the door, guards kept watch on the prison. Suddenly the angel of the Lord stood by him and a light shone on the cell. He tapped Peter on the side and awakened him, saying, Get up quickly. The chains fell from his wrists. The angel said to him, Put on your belt and your sandals. He did so. Then he said to him, Put on your cloak and follow me. So he followed him out, not realizing what was happening through the angel was real. He thought he was seeing a vision. They passed the first guard, then the second, and came to the iron gate leading out to the city, which opened for them by itself. They emerged and made their way down an alley, and suddenly the angel left him. Then Peter recovered his senses and said, Now I know for certain that the Lord sent his angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod and from all that the Jewish people had been expecting. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our response. The angel of the Lord will rescue those who fear him. The angel of the Lord will rescue those who fear him. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall ever be in my mouth. Let my soul glory in the Lord. The lowly will hear me and be glad. The angel of the Lord will rescue those who fear him. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us together extol his name. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. The angel of the Lord will rescue those who fear him. Look to him that you may be radiant with joy and your faces may not blush with shame. When the poor one called out, the Lord heard and from all his distress, he saved him. The angel of the Lord will rescue those who fear him. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Taste and see how good the Lord is. Blessed the man who takes refuge in him. The angel of the Lord will rescue those who fear him. From the second letter of St. Paul to Timothy. I, Paul, am already being poured out like a libation, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have competed well, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. From now on, the crown of righteousness awaits me, which the Lord, the just judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but to all who have longed for his appearance. The Lord stood by me and gave me strength, so that through me the proclamation might be completed and all the Gentiles might hear it. And I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil threat and will bring me safe to his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly father. And so I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. 
Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Last week, the Instrumentum Laboris, or working document, for the next phase of the Church's worldwide synodal process was published. Its audience is primarily the 370 delegates who will go to Rome in October to determine the specific issues the Synod members will flesh out in next, October, in next October's closing session for recommendations to the Holy Father. Those narrow topics will, by design, fall into three categories, communion, mission, and participation slash authority. The Church's goal, today and forever, is to forge a deeper communion among all members of the body of Christ, thereby strengthening our ability to pursue our mission of spreading the gospel to the ends of the earth. And that is accomplished through a clear focus on the authoritative teaching and implementation of the Lord's commands through the church's hierarchical structure. That last one, though, authority, may be the stickiest one to deal with. God speaks to us, of course, through the Holy Spirit, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. The Spirit acts in the church, guiding her through the rocky paths of created reality. But most of us only hear human voices. So which voices speak the words of the Spirit? Today, we celebrate the feasts of Saints Peter and Paul, the two great apostles of the church. They are recognized by all Christians as the church's greatest authoritative voices as a result. As Catholics, we most often encounter Paul's guidance in the abundant teaching contained in his letters, preserved in secret scripture. Peter's direction, we believe, comes through his successor as Bishop of Rome, the Pope. But the proliferation of Christian denominations, along with various factions in the Catholic Church, demonstrate that we often disagree on what the Spirit is telling us. And how can two men, now long dead and who never walked walked in our modern shoes with our modern problems, still be considered voices to whom we must listen? In the Gospel reading, Jesus gives Peter authority after Peter's proclamation of Jesus as the Christ. But Peter's authority wasn't accepted by the early church just because of this story, which for decades was only passed down by word of mouth. No, Peter and Paul had authority because they lived the gospel. They suffered for the gospel. They wrestled with the gospel. They argued with each other even about the gospel. Peter and Paul were far from perfect. They would tell you that themselves. It's because of their inspiring example that we care at all about what they say. Authority in the modern church works the same way. We won't follow those who talk the talk but don't walk the walk. And no one will believe us, I mean me and you, if we don't live what we say and believe. We will wrestle with it and argue about it and suffer for it, and we won't do it perfectly. But if our desire to follow Jesus shines through all of our human weakness, people will notice and follow. Not follow us, but follow him. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Happy feast day, and say a prayer for me. Thank you.